Blog Talk Radio. Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. And for those who are listening, if you have Facebook, you're welcome to catch me on Facebook Live on my page, Brother Prater, Brother B R O T H E R, Prater, P as in Paul, R A, T as in Tom, E R. If you are, if you want to get on the chat room, feel free to go to the chat room, which is on our website, www.blogtalkradio.com. You can send your questions, your comments, 
uh, send your prayer request. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, where our senior pastor, Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank everyone who are tuning in, and thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. For those who are fathers, I want to say happy Father's Day, happy Father's Day. Um, There's a lot of great men that I know that are fathers, and this is the day that you should be celebrated. I want to also say hello to a relative of mine all the way in Mississippi, Louisiana, uh, Miss Hayes, Miss Hayes, Miss Lakeisha Hayes. How you doing? How you doing, family? Love you, and thank you all for your prayers, and also we praying for you all as well. Once again, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. This is the third episode for the month of June. I want to tell everyone, once again, happy Father's Day and um, Father's Day, which is the third Sunday in June. Uh, what I try to do, I try to I try to break it up because a lot of times we don't really emphasize on the the different roles that a lot of times we may we may have. Uh last week, uh matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken not, um, I'll speak about last week. Week before last <clears throat> excuse me. Week before last, uh, we spoke about it was single fathers. Some of the to uh, single fathers um, dating courting, and then I'm, I'm gonna see if I can look up what it was. I can't remember off the top of my head. And then last week was about stepfathers, or and some people call some people may call step up fathers. Um, that title that episode was entitled The Best Man. Well, today we're going to speak about the groom. If there is a best man, there must be a groom. And so in the groom of life pertaining to the male figure, if the stepfather or step of father was the best man, you cannot have a best man without a groom. And so that's who we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the groom man. We're going to talk about daddy. We're going to talk about daddy in the episode called A Man Called Dad. I'm going to look and see if I can, if I can look up um, what the episode was. I can't remember off the top of my head. But... When we think about it, fathers, that's something that, unfortunately, we often get a lot of bad jokes on Father's Day. It is so sad how how we treat some of our fathers. Now, I'm not saying we treat them like that specifically, but we talking about as far as the acknowledgement of Father's Day 
compared to other holidays. Oh, uh, last week was entitled The Best Men. The week before then, the first Sunday in June was called Where Are the Real Men? That's what it was. Where Are the Real Men? Now, I want to bring up a little, a little fact. Before we talk about Father's Day, let's compare Father's Day with Mother's Day. Mother's Day was first celebrated in 1808, and it became a national holiday in 1914. 1914, Mother's Day became a national holiday. Now, although a person named Grace Golden Clayton received credit for the first Father's Day service on July 5th, 1908, it was Sonari Smart Dot. It was her effects that made the national holiday, that made it a national holiday. When Miss Dot heard that Mother's Day sermon was in 1909 at a Central Methodist Episcopal Church, the message inspired her to talk to her pastor about honoring her father. Now, let's fast forward. In 1930s, in the 1930s, Dodd pushed for the Father's Day movement. She pushed for it to become a national holiday. It was already turned down years earlier, but she took forth an extra effort in the 1930s to push forth again. This time, she had help from a Father's Day Council uh, founded in the New York Associated Men's Wear Retail. Matter of fact, Men's Warehouse, that's where it came from. Uh, they manufactured uh, ties, tobacco products, and many other companies that would create traditional gifts for fathers. And for many, many, many years, People were against the idea of making Father's Day a national holiday. They were thinking that it was copying the commercial success of Mother's Day. But in spite of the negative response, oh, sorry, in spite of the negative response, Father's Day supporters kept on fighting. So in 1957, Maine Senator the main senator, like Margaret Smith, wrote a proposal accusing Congress of honoring mothers and ignoring fathers. And in 1966, President Lyndon B. Johnson issued the first presidential proclamation to designate the third Sunday of June as Father's Day. Get this. And last but not least, in 1972, President Richard Nixon made it a national holiday and signed it to law. Father's Day became a national holiday in 1972 in many of our lifetime. But Mother's Day became a national holiday in 1914. Think about that. So a lot of times when we look at it, you know, they say, especially when it comes down to church, they say the three holidays that will actually crowd up the churches, Christmas, 
Easter and Mother's Day. But what about Father's Day? <laughs> you know, it's hard to find a parking spot or even have you have to make reservations to go eat on Mother's Day. But sometime on Father's Day and and, and for what I'm seeing, things have gotten better. But it used to be Father's Day, you know, they just bypassed it. You know, um the mothers, Mother's Day we went all out. We saved up big dollars to make sure that we got a fine gift for our mothers. But when it came down to Father's Day, uh, we'd get him a shirt, we'd get him a tie that don't match, <laughs> and, you know, give him a little cologne that we won't use. Or we give him a cologne that we like and we'll get it for him, but we'll use it all up. <laughs> so those are the kind of things that transpired on Father for Father's Day. But thank God that now there's a lot of men, especially from what we've seen on Facebook and social media, even on TV, a lot of men had to take the responsibility of being a single parent with the children. A lot of the fathers now, they're the ones that have custody of the children. It used to be back in the day that the majority of the uh Mainly the single parents were the mothers, and father may have been absent or might have been working, providing for the family. And uh, and now it's so many mothers, they have left their children with the father. And, you know, I know one in particular, um, I'm a, I have to make an acknowledgement to him. This young man, uh, he's on uh, Facebook, Derek Richardson. Fabulous, fabulous. Uh, at one point, he was a single father taking care of uh, two beautiful children. Now, thank God, he found his wife. He found a beautiful bride. And thank God that now he's he has waited patiently, and God has blessed him with a beautiful uh, wife. So thank God for that. But, you know, just watch his uh, single he was a single father I mean the kids were so awesome and for a father to be able to really just pray with the children and it was not it was not strange to visit them and they'll have worship service or daddy be praying or you know it, it just it was just like being at church but at home you know so that's something that um we really have to Commend us, like I said, we have to commend the men. Um, now, when we look at the word father, what does father mean? A father, of course, is a man who has uh, begotten a child from his own seed or through adoption. The Greek word for father is a word called pater, pater, or Pater, P-A-T-E-R. And the root word actually comes from uh, the word that means nourisher, protector, provider, or upholder. One of the things that we often tell the fathers, the first step in being a good father is being a good man. You know, we must function as a mature Responsible male thinking, acting, and operating maturely, not just not just with your 
words, but with your actions too. You know, we have to have ethics. One of the things I realized is nothing against mothers. <clears throat> it's nothing against mothers, but fathers have so much of an impact with children. Fathers have an influence. You know, I remember you would see on TV, you know, the child may be acting up, or a child may have, you know, made a bad grade at school, or maybe done something at school. And the mother will hear about it and say, okay, well, you know what? Wait till your daddy gets home. And it seemed like fear comes upon the child because majority of the time, father was the disciplinary one. The father, the father was the one that, you know, you didn't want to disappoint. You know, you didn't want to disappoint any of your parents. But it seemed like when it come down to um, the discipline or even just having things done in the home that you just messed up, you want to make sure that you correct that before daddy got home. Now, I will say in my home growing up, my home might have been a little bit different than uh, the average home that may have had a mother and father. Uh, my father was the uh, the nurture one, the nurture nurturing one. Um, most of the time, you would hear some people, you know, their father didn't talk, just got a belt, just start whooping. But my dad was a talker. Now he would he would whoop. Uh, I I remember a couple of times I did get you know a whooping and. He knew why we talk about it, matter of fact, and um, thank God that we have that relationship and we can talk about it. But mainly my dad wanted to make sure that he talked. Uh, he he spoke with us so that way we could understand. And a lot of times um, that that really helped us in our relationship, uh, especially because it was five of us, four boys and one girl. And my sister Sheila and I were the one that were always uh, – together and so my sister and I were always uh with our father even when we were he would be outside and while all the other kids would be inside um he would be outside and Sheila and I would be out there we just talking to him hanging around with him you know just we just loved to be able to just hear him talk and he always he always spoke with wisdom he always spoke to us with so much respect you know, he didn't talk down upon us. He spoke. He spoke to us, just having a regular conversation, and would laugh. You know, um, you know, we always had an opportunity to laugh together, and that was that was cool. But I, I do have to share this one quick story. Let's get ready to move on. But I remember one time because my dad was always so strong. Uh, one of the times, my dad flexed his arm, and I got on one side and. My sister got on the other side, and my dad actually started flexing and curling while me and Sheila was holding on to my daddy's arm. And I was like, wow, I, I would never, ever make him mad. <laughs> so just have to put it out. But along with understanding what the meaning of father is and what the responsibilities of a father, you know, a male who consults and trusts God, who obeys God in all the areas of his life. You know, we have to look at us as fathers. I'm a father also. Uh, us as fathers, we are we are actually a representation 
to our children about our spiritual father. That's something that we have to take very seriously. You know, our children are looking up to us, and how in the world are they going to understand who God is, who our heavenly father is, if their earthly father is no good? You know, I always, always tell the guys, because I work in the jail, one of the things I do get a chance to tell the guys, and we're not just talking about the inmates, even some of my coworkers, you know, <clears throat> As fathers, it's our responsibility to be a representation to our children, to God, but also for us as men, we have to be an example to our boys for them to understand what the identity of a real man is. Also, we have to be an example to our daughters what type of men they need in their life what type of husband they should be looking for. You know, now, now I'm not saying that the children will automatically 100% go that route or do that. Key thing is, make sure as fathers we do our part. It's our responsibilities to be the example, to be the earthly example to our heavenly father. But also, one of the things I always challenge the men, we have to think about this. As men, a man can get, as long as he's healthy, a man can get a woman pregnant even if he's 100 years old. Why? Because, number one, there's always life that's being produced in a man. Excuse me. There's always life that's produced within a man. And that life come from his seed. His seed is what his sperm. So that man, the man's reproductive system is always daily, is daily producing and has the ability to produce life every day. So what we have to realize now with women, now women, women have all their um, egg cells. Uh, so there may be a period where a lady will no longer, uh, I won't say produce, but she will not get pregnant. I'll say it that way. But men, men is continuous. Men are continuous. So with that being said, one of the things we have to realize as men, we carry our seeds. We carry our offsprings with us at all times. We as men, it's so important for us to realize our value, our worth, but also understand that it is our responsibility to protect our offerings, our seeds, because our seeds will emulate who they come from. So we have to be very responsible. One of the things I always say, it's just like if you get a, if you get a white sheet. You get a white sheet and you put it in the atmosphere of smoke, tobacco. What's going to happen pretty soon, that white sheet will become tainted. That white sheet will become dirty, may even be damaged. Why is that? Now, there was no smoking in the sheet. The sheet was not smoking. But what happened? 
the sheet became dirty because of the atmosphere. So we as men, it is very important for us to realize what type of atmosphere are we exposing our seeds to. Thank you, thank you. Happy Father's Day. Thank God for y'all, uh, Mr. Kane, Mr. Cheney. Happy anniversary, excuse me, anniversary, um, wedding, wedding, uh, honeymoon. I'm sorry, happy honeymoon. That's what I'm saying. Happy honeymoon, uh, peoples. God bless you. Thank you, Miss Boyd. Tamara boy, thank you. God bless you. Tracy, thank you. God bless you all. God bless you all. But as men, it is very responsible for us to understand what we're exposing our seeds. Men, our seeds are in our loins, and we carry them with us at all times. So we have to understand if we expose ourselves, we are the carriers of our seeds. If we, which are the carrier of our seeds, if we're exposing our seeds in the atmosphere that is unhealthy or ungodly, what happened is not just the physical damage or exposure that we're doing, but we also expose it in a spiritual arena also. There's a spiritual atmosphere that we may we may introduce our seeds to. One of the things I always say, men, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, your seeds are with you at all times. So in other words, what I would do while nobody's around, would I be able to have that same attitude just like if I know my kids are watching me. See, we as men, and this is talking to the men right now, because it's Father's Day. <clears throat> we as men, we have to be an example, a better example to our children, to our society. But first, it starts within our own home. And don't get me wrong, big brother programs, that's good, that's fine and dandy. But we first have to start with our own children. And there's nothing wrong with being a big brother or even sometimes um, there may be a blended family. But you never neglect your children, your biological children, to take up for somebody else's children. You know, I've seen so many times where I've seen so many guys, they'll take care of their stepchildren. But they don't fool with their biological children. They'll communicate with their stepchildren. They'll help out with their stepchildren. But they'll mistreat their biological children. And sometimes it could be because of the children's mother. And I'm going to say it like this. We shouldn't allow any excuse. We shouldn't allow any excuse to stop us from taking care of our own children. It's being real. You know, now, what we have to do as men, whenever you have that type of situation that may be going on, that may be difficult, you have to start doing your homework and get the legal team involved. You have to get the law involved. That's fine and dandy. But never never allow somebody else to have to raise your children. Never allow somebody else to have to take up your responsibility. Go to the ball down to it. Those are your children. 
And let's be real. Nobody made us sleep with them. Sometimes we often think about getting in, getting in to sex with somebody, but we have to think about the long-term consequences. So before you start fooling with somebody, you first you got to first find out if this person mature. First of all, let's think about it. Are you mature? We have to be more responsible. Now, there are some great fathers out there, and I, I'm going to speak to you in a few minutes, but I want to first talk to the fathers who may not be doing what they part. They may not be doing what they're supposed to be doing. There may be some fathers out there who may not have been taught, and that's the key thing that we have to do because, to be honest with you, a lot of times we make assumptions. Oh, well, they, they, know, they know better. They should know better. Well, you know what? If they don't know better, how about instead of us beating them up, how about we just talk to them? How about we just put them to the side? Let's talk to them because you never know. They might be a product of a broken relationship with their father. You never know. But one of the things we have to do along with, matter of fact, while we're there, if there's a broken relationship between the father and the son, the first thing we got to do, we got to make sure that we forgive, regardless of what transpired between them and the mother. We got to forgive. Look, that's your biological father. That's your biological mother. But that was their issue. You, We, as children, can't make their issue our issue. And I know there are some parents not just the fathers, but even there are some mothers, vice versa. They may try to put the children in the middle and try to make the children choose. That's foul. That's to be honest with you, that's an ignorant parent, point blank. That's an ignorant parent. That's an immature parent. So in case somebody that's doing that, stop that. You never involve children in an adult place. I don't care if the kid is over eighteen. So what? They weren't in the bed with you when you lay with their mother. They weren't in the bed with you when you lay when you lay with their daddy. So let's do let's do our part as adults to deal with the issue and let's keep the children out of it. Now, along with that, along with that that child, that child number one, forgive. They gotta forgive, regardless of what transpired. I don't care how daddy was to mama or how mama was to daddy, we got to forgive. Now, that forgiveness does not mean that you automatically trust. No. Forgiving them helps you. So that way, you won't become hatred. You won't become bitter. You won't have unforgiveness in your heart. But also, another thing, a lot of times when we don't forgive, and what happens when there's unforgiveness then it produced bitterness. And after that bitterness, what happened? It become hatred. There goes hatred. Matter of fact, as I was recording, as I was recording, look like uh the signal. We lost signal, but we still gonna keep going. What happened as you hold on to unforgiveness and that bitterness builds up, there's hatred. And one of the things we always say, when you begin to start hating people, 
Who you hate is who you'll become. Let me say that again. When you hold on to unforgiveness, when you hold on to unforgiveness, it cre- it creates bitterness. And once bitterness sets in, then it produces hatred. And then who you hate is who you will become. How is that? Because now the devil knows your weakness. There's a person. See, as long as there's no person, there's no identity, then there's no identity within that spirit. But as long as the devil can put an image of a person, then what happens now that spirit you have held on to, now it is released. And once it's released, then what happens? You end up becoming or emulating the person that you hate. So that's why I always say who you hate is who you become. It's so many it's so many people. We used to become our fathers. There are many fathers who have bitterness towards their father, their biological father. They hate their father. Their father might have done something growing up. Their father may have uh, abandoned them as a child. They won't forgive. They hate that. They hate their father. But then all of a sudden, what happened? When that child grows up, and you start seeing the pattern of his life, he's following the same pattern as his father that he hated. And so that's one of the tricks that the devil will try to use. Because guess what? If he hates this person, which is his father, and now he's walking in his father's steps, now the devil has tricked him where not only he can hate one person, which is his father, but he can now hate himself. So remember this, the devil will always try to bring some type of manipulative spirit that would try to what? Make you assassinate your blessings, your identity, your purpose, but also your destination, heaven. So we have to remember that God wants us to forgive. God wants us to forgive. God wants us, man, God wants us to be able to let it go. God wants us to release that hurt, that anger, that bitterness. And also remember this, even if that biological father did not respect your mom, now, I want to I want to be very careful about this because I know right now there's a lot of um, the topic of um, domestic violence or abuse is very 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 high. So I'm not speaking about that. You just make sure if you if you grew up in this type of environment, you make sure, especially you forgive. Now, like I said, that doesn't mean that you trust them, but also. If by chance that that father is still alive, father or mother is still alive, and they're exhibiting that type of behavior, then you protect yourself, you protect your parents, you protect your mom if the father is abusive. No abuse is acceptable. No abuse should be tolerated. None. So if there is abuse, then you make sure that you protect the other parents. But most importantly, get get the law involved. Please get the law involved. So I do want to say that. That abuse could be physical, verbal, even sexual. Especially if it's sexual. I'll just say any type of abuse. 
You make sure. Don't just go over there and leave your children. If you have children, don't just go leave your children to your biological parent and you know their history. Don't do that. That's totally, totally illegal. You don't need to be doing that. That plus you put your child in danger. So if you already know how a person is, then please use wisdom. So I have to I have to say, especially when it comes down to that forgiveness, we have to be able to forgive because a lot of times Father may have done the best he could with the little that he knew. So we have to allow him to have some grace. You know, one of the things I found out, especially in my father's generation, uh, he's from Mississippi. One of the things I found out was um, a lot of them, a lot of the males during that period, after the sixth grade, they quit going to school to work in the fields. So a lot of times, that's all they did. They worked. They worked in the fields. And when it comes down to uh, the educational the educational part, a lot of them, they were very limited with their uh, uh, secular education. So a lot of times what they, what they made up, secular education, they made up hands-on training. So a lot of them, even though they may not have had the uh, diplomas or the psychology, they were people of prayer. And they may not have the psychology, but when it comes down to knowing God, they had neology. They know how to get a prayer through. So that's something that we have to really just look at and just being being understanding of even the time period that they were in. You know, it's so many of them, they did not have the privileges that we have today. A lot of parents that made sacrifices, you know, fathers. A lot of fathers that made sacrifices. Um, they they worked in the field so you can get your education. They wanted to make sure that you had better than them. You had a better advantage over them. So even though they may not have spoken uh, with uh, uh, articulated every word. We shouldn't put them down because actually <clears throat> they have something that a lot of us don't have. They got respect for each other. They got people skills. They know how to communicate. They know how to ask. They know how to give. They know how to help out one another. They were each other uh, brother's keeper, sister's keeper. You know, they didn't mind borrowing and sharing. But one of the things I found, one of the things I remember, especially when I was growing up, men took their children to church. Men took their families to church. Now, we're not saying that all the men were perfect, but even in the Bible, the word perfect means mature. So they may not have been flawless. They may not have been flawless, but they were perfect. They were mature enough to be able to help raise their children. There were very few times that you would hear a man abandon their children. Now, right now, it's more it's more of us in jail, and I I see it all the time, and it it really hurts my heart. One of the things I always tell the men 
we as men, we are supposed to be the protectors. Like fathers, the word father means protector. Anytime we as men, we're absent from the home, we're leaving our quote-unquote conjugation abandoned without a leader. And what happens when there is no leader? The body dies. The body stops growing. The body becomes um, deformed. So we as men, we got to get back in the house. You know, and also, along with getting back in the house, one of the things I always saw, um, because I would always see, back in the day, I would always see the the impact of men praying. You know, it was so beautiful for us to go to church and hear the men praying. You know, they may not have been able to cross every T or dot every I, but they knew how to get a prayer through. They may not be able to know how to use a phone, especially one of these smartphones. They they may not be as advanced to get those smartphones working, but they knew how to reach heaven. They knew how to reach God. And so they really set the, the tone. They set the example for us as men of today to be able to be the men that God called for us to be because if it wasn't for the patriarchs back in the day, many of us right now wouldn't be in the position that we're in right now. You know, being able to, sometimes they would multitask. I remember many times growing up, you know, we would be the one to open up the doors of the church. We would be the one to have to clean up the church. We would be the one to even have to bring the food when there was a spread or something. Excuse me. We did many things, but also, like I said, the church was more unified. We were a family within the family. But now, so many times when people get out of church, the first thing they do, they want to go to the car and go on back to the house. There's no fellowship. You know, so we we need to get that back. But it's important for us to especially as men, as fathers, you know, our children are watching us. You know, I didn't realize how much our children watch of it. My son, as a matter of fact, it was funny. The first time I would see my son walking in my shoes, literally, he, I wear a style 12 shoes. I'm not very tall, but I wear a style 12 shoes. And my son might have been maybe two years old. And I have my work boots, my work boots are the military boots. And I remember seeing my son putting his feet in my shoes and when he, when he stood in them, the shoes came all the way up to his thigh and he was trying to walk in them. And for a number of months, it made me scared. I'm like, hey, get out of my shoes, get out of my shoes. Because I'm looking at I don't want him to hurt himself because he would trip and fall. But as I began to watch him, he was trying to mimic daddy. So what I started doing, when he would sneak, and he did that for a laugh. So when I started seeing him do that, I didn't tell him to get out of my shoes. I encouraged him. But what I did, I threw him off one day because when he was in the kitchen, one day I went to his bedroom and got his shoes and put his shoes on. And he looked, you know, but he wanted to walk in daddy's shoes. And I don't know too many 
sons that did not do that. But I remember, as a matter of fact, I remember as a son, as a kid, I did that with my daddy's shoes. Now, my daddy wore a size 10, and I was actually wearing my daddy's shoes when I was in third grade. I had big feet. But being able to watch being able to watch my son and my son wanted to mimic me. And it made me think about when I was my son's age, he's doing exactly what I did towards my daddy. He's doing the exact same thing. So one of the things I had to realize when it boiled, I'm sorry, when it boiled down to it, a lot of the fathers, excuse me, a lot of the sons, the sons want to be just like their daddy. You know, my daddy not only was my hero, is my hero. And so when we look at it, it brings joy. It brings joy to a child, especially, I can say by me being a son, it brings joy when daddy imparts into the father. When, when, excuse me, when daddy imparts into the son, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. And it it is really something that it helps. It really helps everything just to to fit together. Once the son can see his father walking in daddy's shoes. That's right, walking in daddy's shoes. <clears throat> but we as fathers, we have a great responsibility. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have a responsibility nationally, socially. Spiritually, we have a responsibility, and we can't thrust it upon the mother. Well, you know, we let mama do it. No, we need to do it. We're not knocking mother, but see, just like how, just like how a mother would cook whatever daddy money would would buy from the store, or what daddy would bring to the table. Mama knew how to make it work. Mama knew how to be like the MacGyver in the kitchen. No matter what was lacking, Mama knew how to make up the difference to be able to have a, a dish that was that would be able to be enjoyed by the family. That's on a nat- that's on a natural sense as far as being able to feed the family on a natural sense. Same thing spiritually. See. What is daddy bringing to the table spiritually? Whatever daddy bringing to the table, that's what mom can use to help expand, produce, and feed the family. But we have to realize that it's more than just what daddy said, but it's what daddy doing. What type of example is daddy living, giving? You know, one of the responsibilities we have to think about as fathers, God has put us, God has put us the watchmen for the family spiritually. One of the things I always say, there is nothing that would happen within the home without God forewarning the man. Now, God would tell, but a lot of times either man would ignore or sometimes man would be out of place but God would still send the warning sign 
but it's our responsibility to be in place. So that way we can be able to hear it, recognize it, and understand what it is because it is our responsibility to not only to teach our family, but also to protect our family. There are some things that may may try to happen or may try to, uh, the devil may try to throw darts within our family or to our family. And our prayers could prevent it from happening. Or sometimes God will forewarn us and prepare us. See, there's nothing wrong with a storm when you're prepared for the storm. But as soon as we're out of place, then that's when all havoc happens. That's when all hell breaks loose when we're unprepared, when we're not equipped, when we're caught off guard. God does not want us to be caught off guard. And also God, God will make sure. If we are in our place, he will forewarn us. I have to emphasize that he will forewarn us things before things happen. So it is our responsibility. It is our biblical responsibility as fathers to protect, to provide, but also to be the watchman for the family. You know, one of the things I always say, when men are out of their place, out of their spiritual place is just like a burglar or an intruder coming into the daughter's bedroom, get ready to attack her. And that daughter is screaming, daddy, 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 help me, help me. And their father hears it. And instead of going and attacking that intruder, attacking that intruder, that father lies in the bed and said that uh, he's too tired. He don't want to get up. Or, well, if I just ignore it, eventually the intruder will go away. What will happen? That intruder will have his way. Why? Because the protector is refusing to go and fight him. That's the same thing that happens spiritually. We as men, we as fathers, God is holding us responsible to protect, to provide for our children, for our family. God is holding us responsible to be the spiritual authority to pray against the wickedness that the devil may try to do within the family or to the family. Like I said, would you allow anything to happen in your home? No. God is going to give you a forewarning. God is going to God is going to make sure. Hey, look. He going to throw he going to throw it. He going to throw those signs. He going to throw you those red flags. But a lot of times when we're not spending time with God, when we out of place, we miss it. We override it. And what happens? Now, we have allowed the devil interest into our own home. So that's something that God wants us to do. God wants us to be able to stand up and be the men that God called for us to be because get this, one of the things, I was saying this a couple of weeks ago, when you look in the Bible about prayer, anytime a man, excuse me, anytime a mother prayed, she prayed pertaining to the things pertaining to the home, the children, the affairs of the children, the affairs of the home. But whenever men prayed, men prayers pertain to nations, government. In other words, 
global. So the things that may be going on, God have us as men, not to be dictators, no, but all about being responsible enough to be able to start making sure that God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven. And that also pertains to your family, your children, even your spouse, your wife. We're not just covering our children, but we're also covering our wife. Our wife is our help. Our wives, our wives are someone that's supposed to help us, assist us. Now, does that mean that we know everything? No. But even if, let's just say, for example, if I'm bad at math, but my wife is excellent at math, do I have to be over the accounts to prove? my authority as a man? No. Is she better in it? It's her response. Hey, 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 baby. Look here. You already know. I'm not real good with math, but you you great. You did so good in school and all this stuff. Look here. I'm going to give you that responsibility. That's called wise. That's, that's being wise. We as men, that doesn't mean that we're less than a man or, or less than the authority that God has given us when we delegate responsibilities to effective, qualified people. That's using wisdom. But also as men, we being men, we should not be dictating or putting our authority on our family, on our women, on our children. We shouldn't do that. It's so many, you know, it's so many that I've read about. There are so many that have abused their children, abused their wife, and they think that that's a man. Ain't no man. That's a coward. And one thing I realize, a lot of men that are like that, they'll beat up on the women. They'll beat up on the children, but they won't They won't deal with a man. No. So a real man doesn't do that. So for those that are doing that, look here. Repent. Get help. Don't do no more. But also remember this. Just in case you're doing that, Imagine when a time comes, that child that you've been beating up on, or even that wife that you've been disrespecting and beating up on, what happened when you get down and they got to take care of you? One thing we always hear, you reap what you sow. So that's something you got to think about. But also, no grown person needs to put their hands on another adult. No, you don't, that, don't, that doesn't happen. I don't believe in all that fighting and cussing and all this. Uh, no, no. Hopefully, saints don't do that. Christians don't do that. I hope not. I know that is true. Some of them do that. That doesn't mean it is right. So we need to stop doing that. I'm, I'm gonna point out a couple of things. We're gonna get ready to um, share some things with y'all. Um, go to the phone line. Um, one of the things we have to think about. As men, as fathers, it is our responsibility to treat our families in love. Why is that? One of the reasons why is because the children's identity comes from the father. Now, mother is the nurturer, but it seems like whenever a child has low self-esteem, or uh, some type of insecurities, not all the time, but the majority of the time, when you trace it, 
you have to look at what was the involvement of their father. Not only the involvement, but also did the father affirm that child? Did the father talk talk to the child instead of talking down the child? Did the father build up the child or did the father turn down the child? That's something we got to think about. <clears throat> As fathers, the children, not only we're giving them their identity, but also you think about it, they're carrying our last name. They are representing us. Remember this, they're representing us. And like I said, we're representing God. So a lot of time, in order for them to understand the power of God and the love of God, they got to see the love demonstrated through daddy, through daddy. Look at God. God is loving. God is patient. God gives grace. Can daddy give grace? You think about it. Daddy, our heavenly father, loves us, talks to us, want to commune with us. Now, does the earthly daddy, the earthly father, exhibit the same thing to the children? Do we just push off the kids? Something to think about. So we have to understand that father is the one that gives the children their identity, but also we're the one that gives the children the inheritance. And the inheritance is more than just finances, more than just money. You know, one thing I always think about, my dad has said this, and I actually posted on Facebook yesterday. My dad has said, save a dry stick for a wet day. What did he mean? That old Mississippi saying, save a dry stick for a wet day. In other words, the ability to save your money. Save money. A lot of time we waste. We waste money. A lot of time we wasteful. But save because you never know what tomorrow may hold. But also one of the one of the advice my dad said, and I'll take this to my grave. My dad said, "A wise man learns from his mistake, but a wiser man learns from somebody else's mistake." So what we have to do, we have to understand, it's easy for us to make a mistake and correct it. But the other thing is, never be too big that you can't be taught. Be watchful. Always, always be aware that there may be somebody that's that's actually going to the same place that you may be going. But you watch, you watch the routes that they take, and make sure if it's successful, hey, do it, follow it. But if it's not successful, you don't. You can avoid. Listen, the problems that they face. That may be a route that God showed you that they made a mistake, and you can avoid that. You don't have to bump your head. That was something that my dad showed me and talked to me about, and I'll never forget that. But we have to make sure. Matter of fact, this picture of my dad, this older picture, this was in 83. But we have to remember Along with that responsibility, God has given us as fathers, God has given us as fathers to be able to introduce our children to their real father, God. 
ultimately, if we don't introduce our children to God, when I say introduce, I mean it's for by our life and for them to understand that we serve a living God. Teach them about God. If we don't do that, then ultimately we have felt as a parent. We have felt as a father. Like I said, we as fathers introduce our children to the real father, God Almighty. But we have to make sure, not just for us to tell them, but let our children see us being before the Lord, talking to God, praying. It's easy for us to have our children to see us pray, but are we praying with our children? Are we studying with our children? Our children need to see daddy doing what we tell our children to do. You know, I found that these are teachable moments when we can be able to just have some quality time and really just talk to our children and especially being able to have the children to understand who God is at their level. Don't try to don't try to talk over the children's head to let them know how intelligent and how articulate you are. No, let, talk to them with that way they can understand. I had a moment yesterday. I took my son fishing, and he was he became impatient. He was getting frustrated, and all of a sudden, God just had me to use as an opportunity to be able to talk to him about faith. And along with faith, what I found out with faith, with faith, it requires patience. Because with faith, a lot of times, either you may not be ready or you may be ready and the situation may not be ready. So you have to have faith and trust God and have the patience for God to line up you, the atmosphere, and the opposition. Have everything lined up. So as I began to talk to my son, and we was talking, and after he, after he understood about having faith and having patience, listen, immediately when he got it, he didn't have to get the fishing rod to go out to the fish for him to No, when he got it, that fish came to his bait, got on his hook, and he was able to bring it in. So these are teachable moments that God tried to give us for us to understand who he is and also what he can do, what he wants to do for us in our life. So utilize these as teachable moments. One of the things I do want to, I want to do this right quick um, before we get ready to wrap up the show. Uh, this is my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. What I want to do um, for those who may be watching, those who may be listening, what I'm going to do, I want to bless someone. I want to give, for those who may not have the book, I want to give um, two books away. I want to give two books away um, for those who may want it. Um, what I do, I will personally write in it. Uh, I will put a message in there, and I will make sure that you get it. For those who are watching, um, just let me know. For those who are on Facebook, you can type in, I want one. I have, I have, actually, I got three. 
I got three that I'm willing to give. I wanna I wanna plant a seed. And for those who may be listening, those who may those who be um listening or watching, the first three, the first three that uh type in I want one, I make sure that uh after the program that I bless you with them. Also, what I wanna do, I wanna make sure that not only that we respect and thank God for the fathers that are that have instilled in us who have uh carried the mantle, who have taught us so much, but also we want to honor those who are no longer with us. Like I said, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me, I wanna make sure I'm gonna reiterate for those who may want um a free book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God and Fatherhood. You just type in on the comment section, I want one. And if you do the first three, I'll make sure that I get in contact with you and make sure that you get one. But we want to pay tribute to the fathers who are no longer with us. You know, there's I've read this weekend great stories of great men. And um, matter of fact, Pastor E.K. Bailey, um, one, of the, one of the ones that came from mind, uh, his daughter, uh, Miss Kokisha, uh, Evangelist Kokisha, um, doing a fabulous job and like walking in her father's shoes. Um, many fathers that are after, um, many children honoring their father's, uh, father's legacy. Thank God for them. Thank God for the example that they, they, uh, they left. You know, I appreciate even my biological father. I'm going to say a little bit of this. Um, My biological father got a chance to talk to him before I got on the air. And I want y'all to continue to pray for him. You know, this is a very, very uncomfortable, uncomfortable day. uh, This first Father's Day without my sister Sheila. And um, I spoke to him and he, he, he made a point to let me know that, you know, he's been down and, and I understand, um, like I said, normally pertains to anything with my daddy, my sister was there. Um, matter of fact, she would have been at, at church today. She would have been there. She wouldn't have missed it. Anything for my dad. And matter of fact, <laughs> she would leave my dad and then meet up with me. And I just thank God for, I thank God for the prayers that y'all giving my family and and my dad. You know, um, this is something that I, I wish on no one. It hurts my heart to see my dad hurt, and I've lived for forty six years, and for the, the first time in my life to be able to see my dad hurt. You know, it it hurted me, but. I know the same God that carried so many others in the past will carry us. And so the same God that carried others that will carry us, the same God will also carry my daddy. So I thank God for my daddy's strength. My daddy is definitely a great example. And I will say this, even being young, my mom and dad got a divorce when we were young. But no matter what, my dad always respected his children, always respected me, loved his children. And like I said, me and Sheila were, we were the inseparable one. And we were 
is under our Father. And so now for us to be able for myself to be in the presence of my dad and still feel that absence of my sister. I thank God for God helping my dad to even help me and help the other brothers through the situation and also for me to be able to uh, some way help my dad. So I thank God for that. Once again, for those who want one of my books, A Few Good Men, The Path to God of Fatherhood, type in I want one. Uh, I'll give away three. Uh, just in case the show is off the air and you want one, still inbox me. And if you're still one of the first three, I will get in contact with you and make sure that I uh, personalize it and send it to you. But it's so much that we can say about fathers. And all all men are not dogs. All men are not players. There are some great men. Unfortunately, society have given a lot of men uh bad stigma, but God, God knows in heaven that God has raised up real men, prayer warriors, godly men, you know, all men ain't dogs, all good men ain't dogs, all good men aren't dead or on in jail or um are married or on the download. No. There are some good upstanding men. So even for the women who are looking for love, there are some great men, godly men that are out there that have no hidden agenda. Not all men have a hidden agenda. You know, the devil wants you to think that because the devil wanna continue to have fear. Remember this God did not give you the spirit of fear. He gave power, love and a sound man, which means self discipline. But the key thing is the devil wants to make sure that you miss that man that God has to you. Does true love exist? Yes, it does. Are there any good men? Yes, it I don't care how some people well it, it's very slim. So what? So what? Yours is out there. So you just make sure as the woman, make sure you prepare for in obedience to God and God listen, God not gonna send you to your man, he will what? He will have your man brought to you. But also as men, the men, thank God for those who are men. Thank God for those fathers that are doing what they're supposed to. And my prayer is even in case you may be dealing with some type of situation, might be dealing with a legal aspect, something pertaining to um, the child's mother or whatever. My prayers are for you. Don't give up. The devil want to bring discouragement. The devil trying so badly to bring discouragement upon God's people. Don't give up. You know, the devil wants you to think, oh, well, nice guys finish last. But you know what? If nice guys finish last, remember this. When Jesus turned water to wine, the man said that tasted it. He said, wow. He said, you saved the best for last. But sometimes God saved the best for last. So regardless if you feel that, well, you know, being good, not going to pay off. Yes, being obedient will pay off. Listen, not just after a while, but even right then and there. Because remember this, the devil trying to tarnish your character. Anytime the devil trying to make you step outside of obedience to God, the devil is trying to discredit your character. Don't let the devil do that. So for those fathers, I thank you for being a great example. Thank God for the men that have stood up and even provided shelter, provided means for those who 
the single mothers, or even helped out the the fathers, help out the father who may have fell along the way. I think out for those fathers who are examples. You know, one thing I always tell, even I brought up even to my son, I always tell boys, and I was telling my son, real, you know, us and me, we gotta wear belts. You know, I always say this: if you if your pants have a loop, you gotta wear a belt. If your pants have a loop, you need to wear a belt. So it is, you know, we gotta we gotta bring we gotta mean you know gentlemen and manhood back back in the neighborhood back in the community. You know, you look at some of the pictures back in the 1920s and 1950s. Young men carried themselves. They dressed for success. Now they dress like they're going to bed, or they dress like they just got off the bed. You know, going to job interviews and you know. Clothes aren't earned. The shirts are out of the pants. No belt and pulling up his pants. I'm like, oh man. But one of the things as a man that I had to realize, a lot of times those guys have not been taught. So what are we gonna do? Are we gonna talk about them or are we gonna talk to them? So for those who may um, who may have it together. Great, thank God for you. But if you know somebody who don't have it together, let's partner up with them. You know, we are our brother's keeper. And you know what? One of the things I one of the things I always do, I think about this when I go to work, when I look in the sales, when I look at those inmates, especially when I see the younger ones, sometimes I look I'm like, Man, these guys they at the age where they could be at my doorstep asking for my daughter's hand in marriage. I think about that. Now, I don't have any daughters. I just got one son. But I'm using that as a metaphor for us to understand, wow, this is the day and time that we're living in. So what can I do to leave an imprint in the hearts and minds and lives of the people that I see? See, it's easy for me to see a young man. He may look unbecoming. He may look unapproachable. But that may be the one that God told me to go to. Because if I see my brother, if I see a young man, and everybody else running from him, then how is he going to be introduced to Christ if everybody running from him? So utilize that principle. Now, I'm bringing up pertaining to a father or a man, but you're going to utilize that same principle to a young lady. So these are the things we got to think about. Let's stop running from the problem and start running to the problem to introduce them to the problem solver. So I thank each and every one for this Father's Day. I know it's it's so much, so much that can be said, but um, I just felt the need to just approach this and just talk about the fathers in this light. And there's going to be some more episodes later on that will share some more light and honor to the fathers because it's it's so many fathers that are out there and especially so many fathers that have unfortunately had great great fathers but they have had their children taken from them because of the child's mother making false accusations or the child mother have bitterness in her and she would rather see the children's father in jail than for him to try to pay child support. I've seen so many, so many other stories. Uh, 
So I thank God for those men that are out there who are doing the right thing, trying to do the right thing. But also for those men who are even, like I mentioned last week, those men who are filling the gap, the void. You know, we always say it takes a village to raise a child. And there are so many villages that are even within our churches, within our communities, that are helping, making an imprint, a lasting imprint, not just on a nationally, but spiritually. So I thank God. I thank God for I thank God for the example. So women, just realize you rate on God, trust God, He will lead you. Excuse me, He will He will lead that husband to you. But trust God and also develop your relationship with Jesus Christ so deep where as you seek God, whenever men come around you or come to you, you be able to see the one that God has for you because of what the same like-minded spirit. If you listen to God and you trust God, you obey God, you learn God's voice, God going to tell you which one is yours and which one ain't yours. So I want to encourage, and even the fathers that are out there, be mindful who you date. Be mindful of the one that you choose to even have children with. You know, um, be mindful of those that you choose to um, be your children's stepmother. Be very mindful of that. You know, um, it's very important, especially in this day and time. Always been important. So for those fathers, we're going to be praying for you. And if there's anyone else who have needs, concerns, issues, we're going to give it to God right now. No matter what situation that you're dealing with, give it to God. But also, I want to encourage the fathers. I want you. To, I want to ask you this: If your daughter brought a man to the house and that man was just like you and she wanted to marry him would you be happy that she's the choice that she'll be making with her husband if you were just like that man that was at the doorstep and that man said I'm going to marry your daughter would you be happy if you wouldn't then show your daughter what type of man she need, regardless of your past. You ask God to forgive you. If you wronged anybody, then you ask them to forgive you. But you pick up yourself, you forgive yourself, and you keep moving forward. Show your daughter the example that she needs. Show your daughter the identity of a man. Show your son the identity of a man. Not just by words, but with your actions. And in case you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I would advise you from this day forward, don't take another second without accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior and believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Give your life to Christ right now, and he will help you to be the man that he made you to become. The Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we come to you right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for this beautiful holiday, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for helping us, God, to be able to honor the fathers, God. God, we ask, Lord, to help us, God, to live a life, God, that's going to be peace, God. Help us, God, to live a life, God. 
that we add years to our fathers right now, God. And God, help us, God. If there's anything that we said, done, thought, or felt, God, even as our role as a father, God, if we have slipped up, God, if we have fell short, God, God, we ask you to forgive us, God. And God, after you, God, forgive us, God. Help us, God, to forgive ourselves, God. God, help us, God. Thank you, Lord. First of all, God, thank you, Lord, for helping us be the sons that you have for us to be, God. And God, not only helping us to be the sons you have us to be, now help us, God, to become the men, the fathers that you have us to be right now. God, we thank you, Lord, for the fathers, God. God, we ask, Lord, to remove any hurt, any bitterness, God, any misunderstanding that may be in their hearts right now, God. God, we ask, Lord, for those who may have been affected, God, by absentee father, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you heal them, God, and help them, God, to forgive, to release every hurt, God, every bitterness, God. We ask, Lord, to allow the men to communicate, God, with their families, God, with the children, even the children's mother right now. In the name of Jesus, God, help us, God, to not have a dictator spirit right now, God, a manipulative or even a controlling spirit, God, but help us, God, to operate in love, God. Help us, God, to operate as you operate, God, in love, in patience, God. And community and wanted to communicate with us, want to commune with us, want to fellowship with us right now, God. Help us, God, to exhibit that same thing with you and with our families right now. In the name of Jesus, and setting by everything you stand for, we bind every problem, we bind every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers, God. We thank you, Lord, for healing right now, God. God, we even speak it right now, God. Those who may be grieving, God, those who may may be celebrating, God, this holiday, God, without their father physically, God. God, help them, God, to hold on to the memories right now, God. Comfort them right now, God. And God, you promise in your word, God, you will be a father to the fatherless, God. You'll be a mother to the motherless, God. God, we speak, God, that you heal the wounds, the scars, and the scar tissues right now, God. God, help us, God, to reflect on the good times, God. God, we ask, Lord, even for the fathers, God, that are grieving, God, for the absence, God, of of the absence of their children right now, God, of their child, God. Comfort them right now, God. God, you can, God, you've done it in the past, God, you would do it to us, God, you do it for us, God. And God, we speaking, God, that you help, God. Even hold up my father, God. Hold up my father right now, God. Hold him up right now, God. Close to your bosom right now, God. And we thank you, Lord, for strengthening him, God. Helping him, God, along this life's journey right now, God. And we thank you right now, God. God, we speaking, God, for every every family, God, who might have been disconnected right now, God. Place in forgiveness, love, God, communicating, God. God, we speaking, God, that you bring in the unity, God. Remove the bitterness, God. Remove the anger. Remove the hostility, God. Remove the division right now, God. The conflict, God. Remove it. End it right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind that spirit right now. We bind that spirit with division right now. In the name of Jesus, we speak in love, God. Where there is hatred, God. Place in love, God. Where there is unforgiveness, place in forgiveness, God. Where there is bitterness, God. Put in, God, a testimony, God, of healing, of wholeness right now, God. Break and destroy every yoke, every burden right now in the name of Jesus. And always speaking, every generational curse right now, end it right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Help us, God, to be the men and ladies you call us to be, God, and help us, God. Help us, God, as fathers, God, to be the men, God, to be the fathers that you help us to be, God, and that will, that will point 
our children to you right now, God. Help us to be the, the reference, God, the, the pointer right now, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in and who supported this program. If you have any suggestions on future topics, feel free to contact me on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater. You will see my date of devotion, the upcoming events. Also, you can go to my YouTube channel, Brother Prater. Also, you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see my date of devotion, the upcoming events, and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path of Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform the men, excuse me, written to inform men of the needs and responsibilities toward their their family, their spouse, or even their children's mother, to inform women the needs of men and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and everyone who tuned in and who supported this program. And thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night. <laughs>